0: When I looked in, it was raining on my bonsai. I always love it when Gaia takes care of my bonsai. Makes my day start out quite nice. Now if it'll just clear off and be sunny for the rest of the day, because I got some grilling to do. Wait a minute, we're live, aren't we? Anyway, GS Plumbing talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. There's this guy out there, uh, Richard Pipes. He's one of America's leading authorities on totalitarianism. And he states, A totalitarian state aims at obliterating all distinctions between itself and the citizenry by penetrating and controlling every aspect of organized life. It attains its objective with the help of the ruling party which enjoys a political monopoly and governs with the assistance of a security police endowed with unrestricted power. In such a state, law is not a means of protecting the individual, but a mechanism of governance. Now, first of all, you look at China. China is a leftist Marxist totalitarian state. Currently, and they were in the 20th century. China, of course, was not the only such country last century or even the leading one. The Soviet Union under Lenin and then Stalin started the Marxist movement, which our world still suffers today. I'm going to use the word totalitarian rather than communist here because not all totalitarians are communists, Hitler, Mussolini. But the Marxists dominated and still do. And the more you understand their system, the more beneficial it is for you to look and see what you're in today. Now, to Karl Marx, and to those who follow this kind of philosophy, you, the current human being, are a travesty of what you could, should, or had to become, which makes you expendable. The present generation of mankind, Marx wrote, needed to perish to make room for the people who were fit for the promised land And he never counseled mass murder, but he was quite willing to sacrifice the living for generations yet unborn. Because he was looking for a few attributes that were not present at the current time. The sorry human creatures that inhabit the planet now, we're all expendable. We're raw material for the construction of a new social order and the creation of a new man. And the elimination of these inferior masses can be justified to ensure that future generations enjoy a very glorious, if not hellscape-like, utopia. And Klaus Schwab and uh, Bill Gates, the World Economic Forum, the modern leftists, they appear to believe this horror wholeheartedly. And note what I said earlier. Law is not a means of protecting the individual, but a mechanism of governance like as in buy an electric car, eat bugs, ban gas stoves, arrest political enemies, turn in guns, submit to climate change dogma, learn CRT. This is the use of law for social control and governance, not protection of individual rights. Now, what happens when the populace doesn't conform? (laughs) Well, we got an answer for that one too, because we once again could go back and look at the 20th century and see how the stalinist uh bent worked out uh, from 1937 to 39 joseph stalin unleashed his great terror they had a Mo- in moscow they had a quota 35000 were to be sent off to the gulags ie repressed and 5000 were to be shot daily daily every region had a quota to be rounded up even communist party members were not excluded. Seventy uh, percent of party com- committee members elected in 1934, by to the 17th Party Congress, were executed. All of Lenin's closest associates were killed by Stalin. In 37 and 38, an average of a thousand people per day were killed. Now, Mao Zedong in China, he was killing six thousand a day over the 27 years of his dictatorship. This is leftist totalitarian ideology and practice. And believe it or not, this wasn't much benefit to the Soviets, right? They, they Back then, in, in the 1980s, 50% of Russians were earning less than $10 a month. Half a century later, in China, the population primarily lives on $140 a month per average. More communism. More leftism, right? Yeah. I could go on and on, you know. China today has something called forced organ harvesting. They're still killing. This is the very essence of the Marxist system, the elimination of inferiors to eventually make way for a new man, a better one, a superior one, one who will help inaugurate and live in the Marxist leftist utopia. If you're sitting there going, "Well, Bill, it can't possibly happen in America," it is happening in a very slow roll in America today. Child mutilation, human trafficking, abortion, censorship of political opposition—those are the those are the leading edges of uh, what's what's coming. It will only get get worse if they gain totalitarian control. Obviously not a monopoly today, the Democrats, because of the federal system. The, there's too many states that actually stand in the way of what they want to try to do. And that would be a, uh, a a big issue as far as them actually executing what they want to do. But the way they're using the law to try to control people and the FBI, F-B-O-I-D-I-G-E-I, whatever they are, to harass their enemies is perfectly in harmony with totalitarianism. so while everybody's out there gasping you know you ask the question what what will they stop or where would they stop if they gain total power well just look at the 20th century they're going after they're going after the prize on the text line of being asked if these people are inferior why would I want their organs? Well, you, you don't understand. The inferiority lies in your mental outlook on their political philosophy. And if, for example, you're out there and you're saying, well, I was born a free man. I intend to be a free man. Uh, I'm not going to bend to this. Yes, you are inferior, but your pancreas has some use. So that's why they look at organ harvesting. So this is this is the this is the thing that uh, I guess this is where the part where people would say uh, this is the frog boiling slowly, slowly, because some of this stuff is happening, and for a lot of us, because it's not happening to us, it's not really happening. If it's not happening to us, it's not really happening. Uh, somebody's made the suggestion. Well, why don't we start bussing the immigrants to Delaware, right up to where? Uh, you know, uh, where his, uh, where Biden's place in Rehoboth is and let him see that at his beach house. Well, I guess you could do that. I guess you could, but he'd just get it stopped. He'd get it intercepted. This, I'm sure the Secret Service would do something to keep that from getting too, too out of hand. <laughs> so, yeah, the, uh, the totalitarian part of them is quite apparent right now. And this is where, uh, I mean, some of us are going to look at this, and we're going to see this occur in some far-flung place. And like the Bundy Ranch, a lot of us would decide then to band together and go there and uh, see how serious they were about all of this violence they were wanting to push. I sort of suspect they would blink a little bit. But that never can, with what happened with the Bundy Ranch, when that happened, when they did blink, they also learned. They also learned so if there ever comes a time that you get up one day and all the lights are still on but there's no mobile signal and no internet happening and nobody's got it anywhere they have just cut the line of communications and things are about to get interesting because they don't want to destroy the infrastructure they just want to deny it Denial of communications causes chaos, and chaos is great when you're the one as the aggressor. That's always great. Now, I'm going to point something out to you in just a minute, and some of you are going to get mad, but this is just simply me looking in because I intend to persevere as a constitutionalist and a liberty-loving man. So, stick with me. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right. What am I going to say right now is going to make a lot of you mad. (laughs) It's going to make a lot of you mad, but I'm going to say it anyway. The GS Plumbing Talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. And streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. And now as a podcast at the WORD uh, website, Odyssey website, on the Odyssey app as well. Carrie Lake has gotten out there and uh, the the would-be gubernatorial candidate of uh, Arizona, who I think she got her election stolen too. And um, she has said that everybody needs to give up their campaign in in solidarity with President Trump because of all the things that is happening to him. Well, they we, we should be in solidarity behind him, without a doubt, because th- this is a witch hunt of the highest magnitude. It's a projection in a lot of cases. They're accusing him of stuff that Biden did, right, that Hillary Clinton did, that Obama did. But they're accusing him of it because, you know, he dared. But... Here's the thing, Kerry. Uh, I guess Kerry is trying to cozy up and maybe be considered a VP candidate for him, if that were the case. Because it it isn't going to be Pence. It isn't going to be Pence. I mean, Pence has revealed himself of a—his stripes are very apparent. If America, if the Republican conservative populists, American first people were to actually take her up on this suggestion— that would be a dumb thing to do. Cuz let me explain something one to one thing to you very carefully. And this is this this applies to every politician out there and I don't care if they're Trump or anybody below him or anybody that is worse than him or anything else. We don't owe a politician anything. None of them are heroes. At best they are temporary saviors and they have a shelf life and when it's done we move on and that's just simply the way it is. That has always been the way it is. Instead, we have, we, you know, we've gotten out there and anointed some of these guys and made them this and that and the other and all this other nonsense. And, uh, you know, especially during the Tea Party. Everybody was a hero during the Tea Party. What a, what a, and look at the heroes that they, what we have left over from the heroes now. <laughs> now, I know, listen, I voted for Trump twice, and if, he's the, if he is the nominee, I will vote for him again. I will vote for him again. I have no problem voting for Trump. I think Trump is a very effective president. He was a very effective president. But at the same time, um, I, I also realize that I, we, the country, need to wrest control of the government from the Democrats. I understand this. So that means whoever gets primaried and comes out bruised, beaten, battered, and bloodied, but he's the nominee, this guy's toughened up and he's ready to go. Because you're going to have to be tough when you go up because everybody's going to be against you. Everybody is going to be against you. We need to win right now. Here's the problem that I have with president Trump. Okay. Except for a few of these, uh, he's going to some events and he's preaching to the choir, but the choir is going to vote for him. He's already won those votes. That's sewn up. What's what? What's the what's the platform? What are the issues here? If you go to his website right now, his website is a you know it's. So we got this billionaire here, and he's using campaign funds and GoFundmes to to fund his legal defense, of which there are many. He's got every lawyer on the East Coast on his payroll. And here's what he should be doing, okay? If he would do this, I would take him very seriously on this one at this point. All of these things where they're coming out and saying, well, we're going to indict you for this, we're going to indict you for that. I would get out there and say, well, let's go to trial tomorrow. Well, let's go. And see, they don't, you know, they're the ones bringing the case. They're the ones bringing the case, so they should be ready to go to trial, right? Let's not put it off. Let's get it out, done, out of the way, exonerated, move on. Let's create this inevitability of him being the Teflon Don where they, none of the stuff they're saying about him is correct. He's never done any things they accuse him of doing. Let's set the cast for this instead of pushing that back further and further. He'll probably lose in DC, but then, then comes the appeal, but you can't get to the appeal without having the trial first. And Trump isn't paying for his own defense on this one. This is, uh, you know, his campaign donors are. And at this moment, as things sit at where we are, we have two equally unpopular candidates. So they're the front runners for each of their, each of their parties. And in the event of them being up against each other, there's a, I don't think it's nearly as much of a landslide, if any, I think Trump actually would come out ahead in, in all things being equal. But, um, <laughs> I will, yes, Brian, I will, I will, I will get the, I will get it on that very shortly, but, um. Some of these guys, Trump and Biden both, are very disliked people. I don't understand that, don't get me wrong. I don't, as far as Trump being a guy, I don't I don't have a dog in that fight one way or the other. I want him to lead the free world. And I don't want Biden to do it. The, the economy was exponentially better under Trump than Biden. We were regarded better on the planet with Trump than Biden. You know, you could go and get gas, And you didn't have to take out a mortgage or put it on a credit card back then. So don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying that we shouldn't back Trump. Absolutely, we should back Trump because right now he is, you know, but what's, what's the platform and why aren't you going to court right now? Why aren't you getting your phalanx of lawyers together and throwing them out there and saying, get them in court right now today. Let's start right now. Let's go to New York. Let's go get with Alvin Bragg. He's not even accused of doing anything wrong there. And what did happen is past the statute of limitations, okay, boom, thrown out, off to the next one. And after you do that two or three times, which, you know, based upon the evidence and based upon what I read, because I didn't pay attention during law school, uh, They don't have any cases against him, really. They're indicting him because that's easy to do. They've got that legal momentum. But he needs to get together and start fighting, right? Why don't we see this right now? And maybe is it because it's all coming at him so fast and everything else? He's the one that gets out there and says, throw all the heat at me. I'll take it. No problem. You want to throw it at me? Take it to me. That's fine. I'll love it. First case in New York is garbage. No law is broken. And the charges in New York, don't kid yourself about those, those are filed as a test case to see what kind of outrage would be raised for going after a former president. Few people protested, but not many. When it was time to, uh, you know, for the indictment and the arraignment, that got rather boring because uh, the judge ordered pretrial motions to be filed within four months. Well, you guys brought the case. Why do you guys need four months to get ready to go to the case? Let's go. That's my thing. That's my thing. Come on, Mr. Trump. Get out there and fight. Show us you still got it. I need to see the fire. The fire was great. It was beautiful. Do it again. Do it again. The FBI, well, you know, the FBI, everything going wrong. This reminds me of the old gun running days with the ATF when we used to look at that. And I'll explain, I'll explain the similarities very shortly. This is News Talk 98.9 W.O.R.D. Coming talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Streaming live on the W.O.R.D. Facebook page. Going to the phones. Let's go to Paul in
1: Enman. Yes, sir. Good morning, Bill. Yes, sir. I love when Gaia's is renewing herself with the rain in August yeah. and 71 degrees.
0: Yeah, <laughs> global uh, warming.
1: Let me make a <laughs> – it obviously is because I see guys in long jackets right now and, and fur hats, but that's, yeah. that's another thing we're going to fight. Yeah. Let me make an observation that most people do not put together because they do not see um, the toolbox – that was left to us by the founders, and the 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 tool is definitely in the toolbox. Let me ask you a few questions before that to establish a pattern on this. Do you remember Bobby Harrell in South Carolina, a speaker of the House?
0: A long time ago, yeah.
1: Yes. Why did he end his career?
0: I don't remember when all the when all of that was going down. Uh, I don't even know if I was in radio at the time. When did that I happen? I don't
1: think so, because this goes. This goes way back. Uh, I don't remember the exact years, but the point is a grand jury bagged him for using his um, uh, plane as an expense for his campaign for private flights. $90,000, chump change, okay? He was out. He made a deal with the grand jury about staying out of politics and not doing anything and not seeking office for like three years, but I don't know whatever happened to him. He's probably still a lawyer, but, you know, that's one. The next uh, next one is... You remember the Quinn uh, father and son in Columbia, the Kingmakers in South Carolina? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Who did them in? What was the gist? Do
0: you remember remember. the story of that? I don't remember what took the big Quinn down because big Quinn was, uh, you know, in the South Carolina GOP. He could do no wrong, and he was, you know, he's he's Lindsey Graham's guy, but I don't remember the details of that one.
1: He was a little Biden, essentially, in South Carolina doing all kinds of stuff. Nothing could move in the capital, in South Carolina, without his approval, essentially.
0: Oh, yeah, I he remember that every,
1: all the, you know, the, the good old boys in there, and they're still there, by the way. But anyway, a grand jury grabbed a hold of, of, of them, too. There was a corruption. I think Robert Pesco was the prosecutor that did it. Uh, he was actually stopped from doing this further because he was so successful. Uh, right. Alan Green, uh, the attorney general, told him not to do it anymore. Uh, fired him off the job. So that's two grand juries, okay? Next one. Uh, uh, well, I tell you what, Paul. Instead, him. instead of us
0: going down the roll and doing the roll call on this, give me, give me the point of this. Okay. What, tell, tell me where this the is point. taking us.
1: The point is, the point is this: Trump is being now prosecuted by the tool that is exclusively guaranteed to be only used by we the people, the men and women, right. which means the grand jury. No federal uh, agency has the right to call in a grand jury of the citizens or men and women in, in, the, in the county or the state for any other purpose than to uh, lawfully prosecute someone, what they're doing is they're legally prosecuting Trump for essentially uh, uh, trivial violations of, of every sort, you name it, okay, while he had the immunities as a president to do these things and actually make the, the uh, federal government move in a certain direction. They just don't want him to do it. So they use actually a lawful process of the grand jury to prosecute uh, uh, Trump for speeding tickets, okay? That's essentially the gist of it. And what they're doing is they are monopolizing the grand jury that is not theirs. It is the tool of men and women that are not employees or elected uh, persons in the government. That's the, the, the bigger issue. What we have is our own toolbox is being used against us. And what we have to do oh, yeah. is sit down somewhere in every county. And I tell you what, people, if you are in Spartanburg, in, in Bowling Springs, I will be at 10 o'clock in the library in Bowling Springs <laughs> at the door waiting for you to come in. Okay? we we'll check it. Let's see who's going to show up. Yeah, you see, the the,
0: the 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 thing this this is the thing though about uh, legislators and law and all of this other stuff. I every time they pass a law, every time they make a law, somebody on the left is coming. They're going to get into power at some point, or some guy on the right, some like like a Quinn, for example. They're going to get in there. They're right. going to use that, and they're going to prostitute the actual reason they did it. And that's why I would really like to see a much more reduced footprint coming out of anybody making laws. Currently in, in this particular climate, simply because it, it, they're it, not even enforcing the ones that are on the books. So, I mean, if they're not going to enforce Bill, the ones on the books, why, why do we need more?
1: Bill, this is our this is our purview. We, the people, have the power to nullify every single thing they do wrong. Oh, yeah. And we yeah. have not been taught this in schools. This is not taught anywhere in colleges. This is a non uh, subject for them. But this is our job. So yes. every one of you that weaseled out of jury duty when you were 18, 19, and old up in the 70s, 80s, 90s, it's your damn fault for this situation right now because the common sense is not made by politicians. It's no, common sense belongs to you. And the, only you reason are the law. politicians no are about power.
0: They're just right. about power. That's it. Correct. Listen, I got to jump, Paul. I'm running out of time. Goal- Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there, but, I, you know don't want to butt up against and, that, and that, but what he's what he's saying is that's just truth uh if we had been att- and I'm I'm as guilty of this as anybody I was asleep at the wheel absolutely I was I when I got out of the military I thought I had done my part for the country I had given the country seven years of my youth of my best years to defend the country and I thought okay now it's time for somebody else to do it now I'm going to move on I'm going to make my best life and uh, I didn't pay attention. I didn't pay attention for the longest time. Didn't pay attention. Then I was spinning the dial, looking for music one day or funny stuff. I was looking for funny stuff on the radio, and I hit, hit Russ Castle. And that just, you know, then I started listening. Then I started paying attention. But the, 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 the beauty of America is there's, there's a bunch of things about it as far as being able to rest back where, where we are at now back to a constitutional form of government. A lot of it's going to turn on the fact that it all boils down to everybody's self-interest. Now, for you young children that think it is smoking hot to have the government looking in on everything you do, that's only fine until they come after you. That's only fine until they come after you. And every little scintilla of information they give to you would be something they will use against you later on down the road in your... in in this fevered surveillance state that you are pining for so hard. So, understand that the reason that we are where we are today is because a lot of people put everything they had on the line, more than once, it happened in more than one event. Understand that, understand that. I mean, uh, just the other day, when you talk about the greatest greatest, uh, generation Right during World War Two, my father still has uh, coupon books from rationing during World War Two from 1943 when he was five. He showed them to me yesterday, and I mean, you—if you didn't have these rations, you couldn't go buy these things like canned goods, and tires, and 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 something to cook. You know, all this stuff. You everything was being rationed. Imagine that today. Imagine being told, being handed a booklet, handed a booklet, and told. We're at war, and you have got to sacrifice, even if you're not in combat. That's the difference between then and now. Nobody wants to sacrifice anything now. We're, we're going to go back to the uh, to the secret agents and the uh, and all of the uh, projections that they do. This is News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D. Be back to TV land just to make a point. Okay. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 905 989 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the W O R D Facebook page. When I was five years old, I watched a TV show and I loved it. It was called Get Smart. <laughs> it was hilarious. But it was a, it was a sort of a take on uh on James Bond. He had all kinds of gadgets. And he was always fighting in this group called Chaos. And one day He'd, Maxwell Smart, he was, he was the hero here, him and Agent 99, who was his female foil and lover, his girlfriend, whatever you want to put it. They decided to infiltrate a chaos cell plotting to knock out the Pentagon. So they do it. They get into the chaos cell. And then it turns out that every member of the cell in it was an undercover agent, CIA, Naval Intelligence, FBI, and in Scotland Yard. Because the founding member of the cell had died years earlier. And, of course, Maxwell and uh, Agent 99 only discovered this after they karate chopped three of them and shoot, shot, shot and wounded the fourth, sending them all to the hospital. So they infiltrated a bunch of undercover agents. Which brings me to January 6th and the, you know, the Whitmer kidnapping plot. In an interview that, in, uh, that aired on July the seventh, Tucker Carlson said that the Capitol chief of police told him the J-6 crowd was filled with federal agents. We do not know at this particular moment. We can guess, we can guess, but we don't know to the extent of how many and what role they played in this. But the fact that they were sprinkled in there, sort of a tell. We know about Ray Epps; he was captured on video trying to whip up the J-6 crowd to enter the Capitol, but he wasn't arrested ever. Numerous FBI officials have testified before Congress, and they have, while they refuse to deny outright that Epps was working in some capacity for the FBI, um, Ray has come very close to denial, which means the reason he hasn't denied it is because that's perjury, which is an actual crime. <laughs> but maybe Epps wasn't some secret government agent, just an informant, right? Just, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't an agent, he was an informant. The Republicans, of course, they weren't. Very, they didn't get any responses anyway. They need to actually get Ray on the record, stating categorically one way or the other, yes or no, and then then we then we've actually put him in a position he's not going to like. Which brings us to Gretchen Whitmer, the so-called Whitmer kidnapping plot. And we know this. There was a bunch of FBI informants involved in this, and they did more than just passively observe and report on the actions of the suspect. They actually had a hand in nearly every aspect of the alleged plot starting with its inception. More than a dozen FBI undercover agents and informants were involved in the kidnapping caper but there was only 14 original defendants so that means only two of them were actually out there going yeah we got to get that Whitmer Now, <laughs> the, the other thing that comes out of this is that uh, this all became, this all came to light. The Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot all came to light as the mail-in ballots for governor of Michigan and the president were starting to come in because Whitmer was in a fight. She was in a fight for re-election and Michigan was a toss-up state for the presidential election. So when um, the FBI announced that it had foiled the kidnapping plot, Gretchen Whitmer didn't go into her bathroom and cry hysterically about almost being kidnapped and who knows what they would have done to me and all this other stuff. Uh, She more likely just winked because she probably knew about it. She probably was in on it. She probably was being briefed on every, because out of 14 defendants, 12, 12, 12 of these guys were federal. The FBI official who headed the Detroit field office out of which Whitmer's kidnapping plot was run is the same one who oversaw the J6 investigation in Washington, D.C. <laughs> and, uh, hey, as Maxwell, Maxwell Smart would say, now that's a coincidence. One time I was talking to, uh, you know, gun trafficking, gun trafficking is a thing that's always a, a straw man they put up about why we shouldn't be able to sell guns per- personally and all this other stuff. And uh, I asked John a lot about how much real gun running occurs in the United States on any sort of scale. And he said, primarily when that happens that's due to the, uh, that's due to the ATF running a front. because they've done gun running operations as a front before. like you know, fast and furious. That's the only time. That's the only time you see these kind of things happen is when the government's actually doing it. You know what? I I'm, I'm let, Let's take a look at the circular bite in the fourth point of contact that the left is about to foist upon themselves. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.